what would you say to a young, hungry, talented individual who is trying to, for some reason, get into the industry? Don't and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you for spending the entire day with us. It's been so much fun. Okay, good. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what we try to do is elicit some type of fun. I just want to start by going through your career. I mean, you've had quite an illustrious one. Can you just kind of take us through it? Gosh, how long have you got? Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I started off in 92 at Bob TV. Okay. Um, and that was my first TV gig, which I kind of got... I won't say by accident, mm. but I'd auditioned for something else a couple of months before and mm. I didn't get it. Mm. And then I got a call up and said, would you be interested in moving to Mafikeng? There's uh, Bob TV, they've got a show. And I was like, whoa, okay. And I, I was surprised my parents let me go because I was 18. Um, and I decided I didn't want to study law. So I was like, well, let me see where this thing goes, you know. Um, I moved to Bob. I was there for just a little under two years presenting mm. a music show. Mm. And then another friend said, there's a new music show starting on the SABC. Um, back then it was CCV. Yay, <laughs> Before it was SABC CCV, One, it was CCV. Um, and I was like, cool, I sent through an audition tape and then I got it, And but it was quick, you know, kind of like in space of three, four weeks yeah. to pack up my life in Mabatu and get to Joburg. Mm. Um, and I started Studio Mix in November of 1993. Amazing. Yeah, and um, on and off we were on air probably close to 10 years. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2003, I joined Metro and I've been there since. Yeah. And I mean, 10 years on one show is quite a fate for anyone, even in the industry today, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, I think for you to have achieved that then is something quite remarkable because I think it just shows the commitment that you have to the type of work that you do. What would you attribute that to? I love television. Mm. I really do. I, you know, people still ask, which do you prefer, radio or TV? And they both have kind of different things going for it. Mm. But I really, I was never one of those people, you know, when you speak to people and they say, you ask them, do you watch TV? No, I don't watch television. Mm. I love TV. I read. Yeah. No, I love TV. <laughs> like, I love all sorts of shows. And yeah. so the opportunity to work in that industry yeah. uh, was just incredible. Yeah. And, and that was everything from behind the scenes. So I started off as a PA yes, as well yes. while I was presenting. So a lot yeah. of people didn't know that. I would carry tapes and, you know, sound bags mm. and camera boxes mm. and, you know, all sorts of things. So that was like my Monday to Friday. But it's because I love TV and I love the process. Mm. Everything from getting an idea to scripting it, mm -hmm. to executing it, coming back, editing it, and actually getting it on air Amazing. is, it's a thrill. Um, if I look at your career, a lot of it um, has had its foundation at the SABC. Mm -hmm. If I look at the IT girls who are kind of leading, you know, um, who have, you know, careers that are flourishing in media, yeah. a lot of them started their careers again at the SABC. And despite all the challenges that it may be having, if you think about it, the SABC has really laid a foundation for the future that we experience now, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I think if you could have an opportunity to, to kind of drive it into the future again, uh, create a new narrative for it, what would you do? 
You know, I think it's really interesting the position the SABC holds. Mm. Um, I'm a firm believer that the public broadcaster needs to serve the public. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that. They mm. expect the SABC to compete with your private broadcasters. Mm -hmm. But that's not our job. Mm -hmm. That's not our mandate. And so in terms of it being a springboard for young talent, mm -hmm. I think that is exactly what it's supposed to be doing. You know, you're kind Absolutely. of, you, you're nurturing, you're pulling kids from wherever and giving them an opportunity to be on, whether it's a kid show or a, you know, and kind of grooming them yeah. to enable the industry to mm -hmm. flourish. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the SABC gets that very right. Um, I think in the long term, you know, we'll be okay. I don't. I wouldn't mm. say there's anything fundamentally. You know, we've had leadership. It comes, it goes. Yeah. And I've been at the SABC. With any organisation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are pe good people at the SABC who work hard, who put their all yeah. into it. Um, so I think long term, we'll be okay. I think mm. every ship kind of has a, a yeah. bump here and there. But yeah. yeah. I like how you touched on the youth. I mean, if I think of the SABC, first channel I think of is SABC One. Mm -hmm. What would you say to a young, hungry, talented individual who is trying to, for some reason, get into the industry? Don't and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Why? It's hard. It's hard. You know it's hard. Mm. Um, and I think it's so much harder now than it was in my time. Yeah. Because there are, in my time, yes, maybe there were a thousand people competing for yes. something. Today there's 10,000. Yeah. Um, so it is difficult. And I'm, I'm a, very much a realist. So yeah. when I do get approached and kids say to me, I want to be on television or I want to be on radio or I want to be, mm. you know, I, I do keep it very real because mm. I've seen a lot of people come into the industry be very enthusiastic and they might have all the talent. Mm -hmm. But sometimes things just don't align. So do you think that, what do you think the case for open up the industry is? It's a complex answer. Mm -hmm. It's not a binary yes or no. Yes. Yes, open it. No, don't. Okay. Um, and I, I hate the fact that on Twitter sometimes it gets reduced to that. Mm. You know, where people mm. are like, no, don't do it. Or yes, do it. And then yeah. it's like, it's, it's complicated. Um, yeah. You know, everything works together. It's an ecosystem. Mm. And so there's 50,000 kids who want to be on television or want to act or want to, you know, do this thing. But we don't have enough local productions. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have enough local productions because there aren't enough local TV channels. Mm -hmm. But so the person who is a, a presenter on a show, when someone says to them, open up the industry, they say, ah, me, I can't do it. They're right, they can't do it. But it depends more on putting more money into local productions and then opening up other channels and providing more. Pla so it's a complex answer. It's not a straightforward yes or no. Yeah. I think everyone deserves a shot. Yeah. Everyone does deserve so a shot. Um, and I think that's what, you know, if I look at it today, it, it blows my mind. Like mm. when I got out of television, part of it was frustration around, you know, you were limited to uh, the public broadcaster mm. and there were maybe like two channels, maybe three channels somewhere else that you could go. And if you weren't winning there, that was pretty much it. Yeah. So I look at it today and I'm just like, it's amazing. I think there's so much more opportunities now than there were then. And in another 10 years, the same will apply. Mm -hmm. I think as in life, there's more gray than there is black and white. Mm -hmm. um, and you've kind of taken on that role in your commentary about the news, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's okay to see something happening on a news bulletin, but what informs it, you know, what it means going forward, that's a whole other conversation. And I think you've taken on that role, especially in, in the role that you have um, currently on your show on Metro. What 
inspired you to kind of follow this route because you you it it it, it follows through in in your Twitter and how you kind of have a voice for what's happening in the country mm. and the world. And they call me the voice of reason. Yes, <laughs> I think that's. Um... I think that's partly age, mm. you know, it's partly age. I think the older you get, the more you're able to look at big picture. Yeah. Um, and you realize it's important to get as much information as you can. Yeah. Before you say anything. Mm. So um, the role that I've played on the sh different shows that I've been on, on Metro, um, in terms of being sort of news uh, present as well as like contributor to the shows. Mm. It was part of my mandate as such, mm -hmm. but I think that's also just, I'm a great believer in listening to all sides of the story mm -hmm. um, and trying to make as informed an opinion as possible. Mm. And I think that's where it comes from really. Um, mm. It's just saying, right, it's easy to jump up and, and get upset about stuff or to be completely biased, but mm. have you considered everything in front of you and mm. then make a decision. And that's just, I think, generally how I am in life. Mm. Yeah. What informs you the most as in your role as a mother? Oh, good question. Mm. You know, you, you, you look at these little people and you're like, I hope I'm not raising a serial killer here. You know, you, you, that's really the end goal. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Can we um, not be on the crime channel? That's right. Um, but you really, you just want to raise well-adjusted, intelligent, mm -hmm. kind. Yeah. I stress kindness a lot mm. um, with my children. Mm. That it's more important to be kind than anything else. Mm. Um, and also fun. You know, I think we all look at, you look at your parents and how you were raised and the things that maybe you wish they'd done a little bit more. So mm. I can be quite... I'm quite strict. I'm sure my parents mm -hmm. will, my, my kids will say I'm very strict. Mm -hmm. um, but I also try and throw some fun in there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I just don't want to have my kids land up in therapy in like 10 years and being like, and then my mom said. Yeah. So, yes. But in addition to the kindness, I think you've been kind to yourself. I think, you know, kids, they say that kids do what you do. They don't do what you say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just look at you, you are part of Generation Wow, you know. Uh, women over their 40s, your Connie Ferguson's, your yeah. Bassies, your JLo's, all of these women who have just found something within themselves worth preserving. Mm. What are the things that, that inform you as to how to preserve yourself? What do you do? Is it a yoga thing? I try. Is it a water thing? What is the vibe? Don't drink enough water, that much I know. Um, I think the commonality is probably clarity. Mm. I think when you get to your 40s, you realize how much time you've wasted. Yeah. Um, sure. And not to get morbid, but you're very mm. aware of your mortality because you're at the age where your parents start passing away mm. and you're old enough to have friends pass away. And so you're very aware of how much time you have left. And so and it, in your mid 40s, yeah. you realize how much time you've wasted on things that actually don't Didn't matter. matter. Yeah. You know, um, whether it's you feel like, oh, as a mother, I should dress a certain way. And mm. Whereas in your 40s, you realize, actually, I don't care what people think. I'm going to dress the way I want to dress and the way I feel. Absolutely. You know, um, and I think that is what it has been for me in my 40s. It's about coming back to say, right, the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. Am I the same girl I was when I was 20? Mm -hmm. What do I miss about her? Mm -hmm. And how do I get back to that? Mm -hmm. And unashamedly pursuing it. Mm. Unashamedly. Mm. Also, I mean, I think with what you're saying about 
time and clarity. There's an amazing saying that goes, youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Not really. I think mm. that's what youth is for. Mm -hmm. It's about experimenting. Mm. It's about trying new things. It's about messing up. Mm -hmm. It's about making mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's about learning from those mistakes. Mm. So your 20s, even to a large degree, your 30s, mm -hmm. are about figuring yourself out. No one hits 18 and all of a sudden you know exactly who you are and what you're about and what so you want in life. Yeah. If you are, that's great. Yeah. You know, if you have that. But I think a lot of us are, we start studying something, it doesn't quite work mm -hmm. out, it's not where we land up, we discover something else we like. And I think that's what it's for. So I don't think it's wasted on the youth. Because mm -hmm. I just think by the time you then hit your 40s, You've, you've honed in on what it is that you want to do with your life. Mm. And so a Vera Wang, a Carolina Herrera, they say, actually, I want to make clothes. Mm. That's what I'm going to pursue. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's value in it. And I always say to, you know, when I I'm, have some young friends who are in their 20s, they'll be like, oh, I go out too much. I shouldn't go out so much. I'm like, go out. Now's yeah. the time. When do you want to do it? When you're 50? Yeah. No, now's the time. Like, go out five days a week. I yeah. did it. I used to go out six days a week. My off day was Monday. Wow. You know, when I was like at home sleeping. <laughs> Tuesday, I was on the Honest. streets. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what it's there for. What's the one thing you've done consistently um, throughout your career that you think has contributed the most? Hmm. Just show up and, and do the job. I mean, I mean, that's really simplifying it. But just show up on time and do the job. Yeah. You know, um, Television, in that, I won't even say television, but entertainment generally is a small industry, mm -hmm. you know, and people talk. Um, so if you're late, if you're unprofessional, if you're not nice to crew, if you're, you know, all these things, mm -hmm. people talk and they know. And for me, it's always just been show up on time, do the job, be nice. It mm. costs you nothing mm. um, because that is your reputation. Mm. You know, hype and whatever else is great, but it won't last. Mm. It won't sustain you. I've seen that. I've seen, you know, people come to Johannesburg and join a show of this or that and think, ah, I've arrived. Made it on it. But then you're a terrible person. Mm. You don't last. You just mm. don't. I can, there's like no one who lasts who's like that. So you've chosen the road to kind of create a name that is, when people say Malbala, there's a level of respect. You don't just, do you know what I mean, project something. You don't kind of- come at me sideways. Yeah, <laughs> you, you kind of, and, and it has nothing to do with, with, with the, with the, whatever occupation you're doing, it has nothing to do with anything else. I think your name speaks more for whatever position you could hold anywhere else. Thank you. Anyway, I think for us at the bar, that is something that is crucial for us in determining who we engage with mm. on this level. I think you took it all, <laughs> certainly for me today. Aww, so um, sweet. Anyone who is reading this, especially someone young, can take it all from you, mm -hmm. take all the level of knowledge and inspiration that they need. Um, because I think if you are trying to get into this industry and you want it to open up in any way, I think looking to someone like you and how you've really managed yourself throughout these years is definitely something to take in. So thank you very Aww, much. That's very kind of you, thank you thank so you. much. Yay. How did I do? Yes. <laughs>